beautiful dream. Stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's ever dreamt it. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. And not just Conroe, I guess I should say everybody. What's up, Houston, Galveston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City. What's up, world? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. How you doing? I'm doing well. Apparently we're always saying hi to Conroe now. Whatever. You know what? Like, <laughs> I do what I want. Conroe respects it. That's true. That's, I mean, it's only kind of true, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, what's been going on, man? Anything new? Anything fun? Uh, not particularly exciting week for me, but that's it. <laughs> All right. There's no but. Enough. No but. No but. Um, we played some Dungeons and Dragons over the weekend. We did. We had like a, we didn't do a we didn't do an in depth one. We did kind of a light one. Yeah, it was it was a light one. Uh, I'm very very not concerned, but interested to see where we go from there. <laughs> uh, I I would be your characters, the three characters fit so poorly together. Uh, it reminds me very much of from Lord of the Rings, like, if Aragon, Legolas, and Gimli were never in a fellowship, and, like, they just had to work together. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. oh, no, guys, we're not we're not in fellowship of anything. We're just, like, <laughs> some guys. Like, they met each other in a tavern, just so I had to be walking the same direction. <laughs> That's basically how y'all started. Remember, y'all just all got off the boat at the same time. That's true. We're not, like, a group or anything. So it's definitely been a. Uh, every one of you seems to be concerned about what everyone else is doing. It's funny. I, it's funny. I, I almost just want to reveal like the text I get from everybody about everybody. <laughs> it's almost funnier because I'm just goofing my way through this, and I'm like, "Yeah, we'll do that." Oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> You're trying your best to like hero your way through it. I was really surprised at how. Uh, like how much I was able to surprise you and Zach on this last one. You just threw us for an absolute, and something so small too. Like this right. isn't even like plot relevant. It's just, oh man. Uh, it, uh, to me, it's really funny because you guys just so readily and wholeheartedly agreed to it without ever asking, like question one. Look, <laughs> just assume again, okay, like my blind naivete, my naivete, where I'm just like. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, to summarize, basically what, what I did was one of the characters is uh, he wasn't going to be able to play. Uh, we still wanted to, I still wanted to kind of kick the story forward a little bit, though, because we haven't been do- playing a lot together. Um, so I wanted to at least move everybody forward somewhat. So uh, I had them bump into, uh, recently introduced a, a, an NPC that's hanging out with everybody. We introduced, we met somebody from his past, and basically, he talked to their, he talked to two heroes into helping them out with the job, and everybody just so wholeheartedly agreed without ever even asking what the job was, which I thought was great, uh, because it wound up that the job was raiding a caravan of goods. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, Zach and Nico's adventurers get there, and all of a sudden they find out that they're bandits. They're like, "Wait a minute, we didn't, we didn't agree to that." <laughs> and chaos ensues. And that was like the big moment, but like it sounds so small when you put it in. But it was like hours of play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ten minute summary. <laughs> For for three hours of work there, <laughs> yeah, four hours of us trying to figure out what was happening, me tricking every booby trap in the universe and almost dying because of it. Yeah, you you came out of the fight relatively unscathed and then almost got murdered by carts. <sighs> like it was very much. Also, I hate how you like. You want to open the cart? Yes. Are you sure you want to do that? Yes. <laughs> it blows up. Dang it. <laughs> but it's, I have more fun with it when, when I was like, you sure you want to touch the bag? And you were like, now you're scared. And you say, yes, I touched the bag. So okay, nothing happens. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like I expect everything to kill me around every corner after just feeling invincible for the past half hour. <laughs> There is a weird fun to being the DM where it's like, do you see this coming? No, no, okay. <laughs> and what's even funnier about the whole thing is not once have either one of you still, even after everything else that happened in the adventure, you guys never even once asked whose stuff it is. Nope, we just took it. <laughs> took it and walked. Took it and then later when confronted about it was like, Oh, is this someone else's? Oh, that's weird. And still weren't even like, who is it? <laughs> because Corey, much like in my regular everyday life, I refuse to ask questions and then just roll with it. It's gotten me pretty far. Can't argue with that. You're still making it. You're right. You're right. Here you are. Oh, man. And here I am. When I ask me how many questions I ask, the answer is zero. <laughs> oh man so it's uh it's finally happened nico someone has finally the theme of this show is breaking the wheel uh and you and i talk about stuff all the time creatively and all that and i've said for a while that i've been waiting to stuff i've been waiting for creators to to, to start getting creative about comic books to start really meaning it mm-hmm. and start trying to do things and stop treating comic books like everyone else has treated them for the past 40 years, right? Yeah. Basically, the way comic books work, for those who don't know, is you make them, you put them in the Diamond catalog, Diamond offers them to the same 200 stores across America, and that's where all comic books go to die. Um, nobody's really doing every Everything that's happening as far as innovation and stuff and storytelling, that's all wonderful and great. It's all happening in the same 200 stores. Um, and some stores build communities and really make it special and some stores is a guy who listens to the Grateful Dead for the last 50 years and can't be bothered to try new things and they all order from the same catalog and they just put it on the wall and basically comic book stores are Diamond Plus I mean that's they're basically Diamond, diamond ba- they've been Diamond Storefront for the past 30 years in a lot of ways in a lot of ways uh, now, great, listen, I've got some great relationships, some great retail places. I'm, tr- I'm not trying to poop on everybody, but, but but basically where the industry is right now is Diamond puts it in the catalog, the store puts it in the store, 
consumer buys it, and no one, no one's even looking up anymore. Um, I'm going to give full credit, though, to Tyler Forrest Martin. I've actually been following him on Facebook for a while. Um, he did a Kickstarter last year. I want to say October, maybe November, uh, for a book called The Antagonist, which, first of all, the art on it was killer, but the, hit, the, the pitch was – the pitch is good. Um, it was featured in a local uh, – comic book resources uh, featured it during the Kickstarter, so I'm going to read from that. New series, The Antagonist from Godhood Comics, is receiving a television adaptation after the multimedia production company Braham Entertainment acquired the rights from the independent publisher. Created by God, uh, Godhood Comics founder Tyler F. Martin, The Antagonist tells the story of married supervillains Destructus and Ultima, who have retired from their lives of wrongdoing after succeeding in taking over the world. Their retirement is, is constantly disrupted by government officials, however, who are still in pursuit of the villains. Married life, racial issues, and hiding their true identities from the children are constant themes within the comic. Um, great looking art, interesting story ideas, tons of cool stuff happening. It's worth checking out. Well, he did another thing. He did something finally that I've been, I've been waiting for somebody to do this, for someone to really push and, and, and move this needle here and actually treat comic books like everyone else has been treating everything else for the last five years. So he made a $500 investment in Instagram and influencers for some advertising. And in the course of four hours over Monday, he did $4,000 in sales when influencer Fantastic Frankie started her week-long breakdown of the antagonist. Uh, in one day, four hours, $4,000 in sales. There you go. All from viral marketing. I've been waiting for someone to... Marvel actually used to do this pre-Disney. They would do some different things. There was actually a YouTube channel during the Secret Invasion storyline, during the build-up to Secret Invasion, before you knew what it was about, where this guy... Uh... No, it was a girl. This girl was like making a video blog about her life. But then she started mentioning that a couple people in the neighborhood were acting weird. And then she started mentioning that her parents were acting weird. And then it was revealed that her parents were scrolls. Ooh, scary. But it was this cool little three or four episode little viral marketing thing that was building up during Secret Invasion. That was a cool way to do it. That was really something different, trying new approaches. You know, and, and it doesn't cost a lot to get out there and do that. That's maybe a couple thousand dollars in production. For somebody like Marvel, that's that's a that's a relatively small investment to try and hit a home run marketing wise. Um, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about when I talk about breaking the wheel, sitting back and doing the same thing over and over and expecting results to be better or even happy that they're the same is just silly. Yeah, and it's like taking a different approach. It's something just taking advantage of the tools that have been laid out for a decade plus at this point. Like, it's not like internet marketing is new. No, it's definitely not. Now, I've been kind of wondering myself for a little bit here, like, who do you go to? Where do you, like, I've been trying to figure out who are the comic book influencers. Um, Fantastic Frankie's not going to work for everybody. Uh, Godhood Comics is focused more on 
uh, characters that are black and people of color and things of that nature. And that's fine. That's great. That's an absolute avenue that needs to be explored. Um, and Fantastic Frankie is a great social media person to use for that because she she fits squarely into that um but it's like who who are these other pop culture influencers that we can find and i think that that's kind of the next coming up thing like you're seeing a lot of books now are using tiktokers to sell their ideas and pitch their their plots and stuff i think i think we're coming up on an era an opportunity that that didn't exist before um or hasn't been taken advantage of before. You're, it has existed for the last five, ten years. I don't want to take credit away from you for that. You are right. Um, you know, people like Nicole Arbor probably would have been a great person to have you pitch like a generally funny comic book to or something. Like if you were doing a comedy comic book, you could have gone to her five years ago and had her pitch it and it would have been great. Um, but, I, you know, I think there's a real opportunity to find these different people and start working with them and start kind of generating interest in things. And I hope more people do this because it was wildly successful with this first attempt by Godhood comics. And I've been watching every, you know, I've been trying to watch as much indie stuff as I can. And this is the first one that I've seen and I'm, and I'm really impressed by it. And I, and I think it's, I think it's well orchestrated. Yeah, definitely. It's always exciting to see because it's, it's always satisfying to see something where it's like, oh, these these two these two people, these two creators lined up so well, and they were able to, you know, because it's 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 helpful for the both of them, right? Oh, for like, sure. Well, it definitely it only brings more attention to like the successful marketing skills of Fantastic Frankie, right? Like, now if you make a comic book, you should at least be considering showing it to her. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, it also goes the other way. Like, someone like me or you wouldn't necessarily have seen Fantastic Frankie's content if it weren't for this deal. Right. Absolutely. Um, and it also, I didn't realize, but she's a she's a Facebook content per creator. And I didn't realize how big the Facebook content creators were getting, but she's got over twenty thousand followers. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's always it's always like those burgeoning markets, right? Especially after Facebook trying to recover after getting exploded recently. I don't know if you saw the news. Yeah, their stock's not doing well. I honestly, in a, in a lot of ways, they're, they're why I sort of want to begin. For a little bit, my head was in the place where it was like, you know what? Like, let's just run it all through Facebook because they want to run everything anyway. Be easier that way. But I'm starting to kind of come around to the idea that we probably need to be in multiple places at once because it does seem like the they're... Key diversification they had the single largest loss in all of u.s economics history (laughs) really yeah something like 200 billion dollar loss or something like that that's a rough day yeah mark zuckerberg lost i think by himself was like 200 or like 100 and some odd billion dollars that's a rough day yeah you, you thought your morning was bad. <laughs> it was your day. It was good. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you must have lost another $100 billion like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, no, I stubbed my toe. Okay. Well, I guess that makes me feel better. Hate so, Facebook anyways. So he lost a lot of money then? That makes that makes it better. <laughs> and it's like, well, not actually. He just lost a lot of theoretical money because the stock market and net worth doesn't mean anything. 
So, so I'm of two minds of that. It does mean something um, because it, they let them do all kinds of stuff with it. They, while it is only paper money, it doesn't exist. It's their theoretical money, however you want to say it. But they do let you. They do let you like borrow against it or do things against the value of it. So it does have a real economic impact. Um, I think it's a little insulting that they leave it in stock like that because they don't have to cash. They're never forced to actually pay anything on it. Um, that's sort of my thing. I I would like to see. I'm not of the you know I hear people say billionaires shouldn't exist. I'm not of that belief. I think I think anyone can can hit a home run that. The way the economics are built today, it is what it is. What I would like to see is that there be certain dates where you take snapshots of portfolios and you must pay taxes based on those snapshots. Like like direct time things versus like... Because it's already it's already getting kind of real complicated when you're like, well, actually, you didn't make any money this year because your salary was nothing, but you were paid in stock options. But those stocks are now worth way less than they were before. Well, but so technically, that, like, you made negative thirty thousand dollars. So actually, we owe you money. It's like, but even that, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, if you chose to take a dollar salary because you thought you were going to do a workaround, I think you should pay double in tax. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's why. Like, taking snapshots is a lot easier than being like, yeah, trying I, to calculate years and go through that way. Yeah, no, I would do several snapshots throughout a year, like maybe six, and six or four. Just do a quarterly, quarterly maybe, but I would maybe do a little bit. I would maybe do every two months, every sixty days, and I would I would give you the option to like defer to. Like you could ignore two out of these six snapshots, but you've got to pay the taxes on the ultimate change from point A to point B. But you get to drop the two highest and or two lowest, probably I mean, whatever highest. you want to do personally, but you can drop two. I'm going to take six snapshots of your portfolio. You're going to pay taxes on four of them. I guess that makes sense. You know, if you just had one weird monster quarter and it's not really representative of your marketing strategy, okay, fine, all right. You had to be that that uh, that penny stock you picked up on a whim four years ago hit for some reason. Okay, all right, okay. I'm not going to punish you for getting lucky. Um, but if you're hiding your assets, if you're hiding your wealth in non-taxable locations, yeah, you're going to pay some taxes on that. Yeah. Because they let people do all kinds of crazy stuff with their stock anyway. I, you could you could donate your stock value to charity and then get a tax credit for it. And if the stock value drops, you still get to keep your credit. Like, how does that work? Yeah, you can you can give your stock to friends and family and then not pay taxes on literal millions of dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's all kinds of foolishly wide open on purpose workarounds that – yeah, I would be addressing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh no, I, I donated this painting I bought from someone and it's now worth four billion dollars. So actually I don't have to pay taxes ever again. Right. Yeah. Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> How about we pay taxes on the four billion or the two billion you had to get to pay for the painting? Nah, because he 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 bought the painting quote unquote for two million eighteen years ago. Right, with stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, bro. But yeah, I do want to. So we're gonna jump out to a break, but I do want to kind of 
talk about and, and it's celebrate Godhood Comics. And congratulations to them on their success. Uh, and just mention that Tyler Force Martin is like the um, he's setting the he's blazing the trail on this one here because he is he's the first that I've seen do this in comic books, and I hope more people follow suit. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got a lot more up late with Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. All right, nerds, let me tell you guys about a good friend of the show, an 11-year veteran who served in Iraq as a sniper and then became one of the coolest jobs in the world. In 2008, he got licensed to be a private investigator, a bounty hunter. I'm talking about Scorpion Investigations. Dot com. Everything from proof of infidelity to sweeping a home or business for bugs, microphones, cameras, bounty honey, and even doing some bail bonds work. ScorpionInvestigations.com is who you need to contact for your security needs and background checks. ScorpionInvestigations.com Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio just letting you know that your party is not complete unless you're using the Sincere Smiles Photo booth. Go to SincereSmilesPhoto.com and go ahead and make a reservation there for a photo booth to have at your party. It comes with all kinds of props and fun things. It can print or even make digital photos for you. And most importantly, if you mention the Nerd Thug Radio ad, you get an additional hour for free when making your reservation. SincereSmilesPhoto.com, the photo booth for your party. Welcome back to Up Late. You're right here on Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, we're hanging out here on this weekend. I hope everybody's having a great weekend. Hope they're all getting a chance to do their nerdy things, hang out with their family. It is a uh, NFL championship game weekend. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Not saying the specific word uh, because you're not supposed to say it when you when you market or promote things. They like to go after people. So oh. I like to not give them the free word. You don't get anything from me, stupid multi-billion dollar company. Enjoy your superb owl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any plans to watch anywhere? Honestly, I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, it's impressive the lack of sports you enjoy. And no, no, you're wrong. I love sports. Like, especially after doing like the sports show we had for ages, like, I genuinely and like the stories and stuff. Like I genuinely really like them, but like when it comes to like, oh man, you gonna watch Big Game XX? And I'm like, nah, it's whatever. Like while everyone views it as an event, I'm just like, I'm gonna hear about people excited about commercials for the first time in a year, and then they're gonna be like, man, this year sucked, or man, this other year was better, or. Oh my god, did you see the halftime show? And I'm like, eh, I guess so. It's just not right. entertaining. <laughs> All right, okay. I mean, it's an I'm, odd kind of, take, I'm kind of but, over uh, the theatrics. I, I like that you've got an odd take, but it's definitely an odd one. I don't know. <laughs> Super Bowl's just not exciting. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, 
Those are the only time people are, will ever say that, like, I love watching it for the ads. No one, no one says that about any other event. That is, you're not wrong about that. There, there is a significant a portion number. of people, a real number, who, who say they're only watching for either the ads or the, the halftime show. Which is like, like a really impressive. <laughs> like you've made it. People are there to watch your advertisers that are paying you to be there. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, I think that that's. I mean, like, and like, given as much as like society has turned on ads, like in general, like people still, now think they're toxic still, and awful. Still beloved in the in the superb owl. Yeah, very strange to me. You're right about that, though. You're right. Like, as a society, we have said unanimously we don't like ads. We just spent a whole topic talking about advertising in new and interesting ways. Comic books doesn't advertise at all, really. Yeah. Um, that's sort of that's another frustrating thing to me. Just you know, behind the scenes, there's been so far, and I've I've talked to numerous publishers, I've talked to numerous printers, and other people about advertising on our show. We are the only one day national radio show that's talking about comic books. Um, we've, we're interviewing indie creators. We are talking about printing and making your own books. Um, we are exactly who small publishers and printers should be advertising with. Uh, I've had serious talks with one publisher and one printer. Nice. Um, and neither one ever resulted to anything. And, Frankly, the printer, they went to their CEO and their CEO basically said radio. I don't, I mean, who, who would even, no, I, no, I'm good. Um, which is foolish and it is what it is, but I, there's just a group of people who think that way. Uh, and then the other one just said, and I don't see them advertise anywhere. And essentially that it came down to, I, you know, I don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. And so to me, I just feel like. Yeah, society feels a certain way about advertising in general, and then this one moment in time, all of a sudden, advertising is fun and funny and unique, and we know it's because everyone's bringing their A-game because they're spending a lot of money on the ads. Right. It also goes to show you, like, people can be interesting and funny if given, like, the opportunity, but, like we're okay with like just whatever or mediocre. Like I can't tell you how many godforsaken awful music ads I get on like all my music streaming services because I refuse to pay for premium. <laughs> well, and that makes sense too, right? Like a band should put an ad on something like a Spotify, right? Like why shouldn't they? You're li- you're literally sitting there listening to a streaming service. Yeah, like, and like and the- those are the ones I mind the least because it'll be like. Hey, it's whatever guy, lead singer of X band. Come check out our show this weekend. It's like, okay, yeah, look, an ad I care about. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Maybe I should check it out. And like, I'm I'm now engaged and interested. Right. They at least were targeting the right person at the right time, and that part works for me. What, like the Super Bowl, uh, the the big game ads. Oh uh, well, it happens. Uh, who cares? It we know people who know what we're talking about. Yeah, they do. Um, but like those ads, I mean, they can be about literally anything and they're celebrity moments and big things and funny stuff. And they tell stories with them. Um, 
and sometimes they don't even do a good job of selling a product. There's been a, you know, there's a hall of fame of terrible Super Bowl ads. Uh, but so ultimately, I'm curious to see how it all, you know, the other thing is the, the halftime show, right? Like people are all excited about that too. I will say this. I laughed about it. it my old mom is pretty out of touch with pop culture. I'm sitting next to her uh, at the last year's halftime show, and it's the weekend. Okay. Uh, yes, the old weekend. About four minutes in, she goes, I don't even know who this is. And I was like, You haven't recognized any of the songs so far? She goes, No. And I was like, He's literally one of the biggest pop acts of like the last 10 years. And she's like, who is he? And I was like, he's the weekend. I don't know. I've never heard. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. (laughs) You never turn on your radio other than (laughs) one station, probably. It's all, they do the satellite radio and they do country music. And that's it. And I I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's a big deal. And she's on the phone with one of her friends. And it's another older person. You can hear them both talking about it. She's like, yeah, I don't know. I, my son was trying to tell me that he's big. I don't know who he is at all. <laughs> it would have been much like, funnier if her friend was also like, you don't you know, tell me about the weekend. And like, like they're super pumped about it. That would have been better, but there is no justice in the universe. The other person was also like, yeah, I don't know who this is. Dang. Sad <laughs> indeed. Um, I love the yeah. idea that like, Everyone else is in on it. Everyone Except else. for no. your mom. I listen, what I'm what I'm learning more and more is that there is a whole generation group of people, particularly that just they're checked out on these kind of things and they're never coming back. Like I like to say it's like when you get older, but I know a lot of older people who are who are still in it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's it's a particular group of people. They make a conscientious choice to just be like nothing now. I have decided that I'm no longer interested in anything new. If anything new comes up, just let me know. I won't look into it. Well, like, okay. You'll just have to explain it to me as I ignore it. (laughs) Right, and then I'll ignore your explanation about halfway through, I'll check out. Well, it's like, so my stepdad will still watch, like, action movies and stuff, but she doesn't. She won't watch them at all. So, like, he'll watch the superhero movies eventually, like, when they come out on streaming and he's not with her, it's like... He's out of town on work, and so he'll sit down and watch them or whatever. But, like, he doesn't watch any of this stuff with her because she won't watch it, so they have to watch other things. So there's, like, a whole, like, movement of movies in time that she has no concept of. Hilarious. And hilariously enough, it's the things you're interested in. Got oh, well, yeah. That part is just the of course of it. That's just the dressing on top. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it, to call that personal spite, but, you know. Yeah, it, that's that's probably a little more targeted than, than the usual marketing, uh, but um, <laughs> but it is sort of yeah. She just checks out. She has no interest in it. No, I'm good. I don't need to watch that. Well, what would I want to watch that for? See, you gotta you gotta get you a cool mom like me who will actually watch the cartoon shows with me. It is surprising that when your mom was like, "Yeah, I'll go to the movies with you guys," and I'm like, "Really." But I mean, it, the movies are good, so like it doesn't. It's not weird to me that someone wants to go. It is just a little. I I forget that other moms do go to those things. Yeah, it's funny because like so my 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 friend, he watches a bunch of like uh, he watches he watches like all the Amazon shows with his mom. It's like 
They watched Invincible together. They watched uh, The Boys together. <laughs> the Boys is about to come back this, uh, I guess, in a few months. Like, at this point, who knows when The Boys is coming back. It'll just, I'll, I'll be sitting down somewhere, and then The Boys will happen. And I'll be like, oh, nice. Oh, man. Because um, I didn't even watch the last season until they were all out. I mean, that's probably a better, as much a good way to do it. I was I was real sick and tired of waiting because I think I watched like the first two episodes. I was like, I can't wait anymore, so I'm just gonna ignore this and pretend it doesn't exist until they're out. And every week, my buddy would come to me and he'd be like, "Oh, dude, you see the new boys episode?" And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Not real." I was We're like, gonna... "Fake news! Fake news!" We're gonna Tell about me to when the finale's out. Back. We got. <laughs> Two really quick short segments remaining of Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. Attention real estate investors. Have you sold properties using seller financing? Call Sal. Do you collect monthly payments from a mortgage note but want a lump sum cash offer? Call Sal. Do you have a rent-to-own property but want to cash out? Call Sal. We pay cash today for your cash flow assets. If you would like a lump sum offer on your asset, please call Sal. We can present a same-day offer so you can get cash in your hands as quickly as possible. Call Sal at M5X Mortgage Note Solutions now. 619-922-0176. 619-922-0176. Corey DLG here of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let you guys know about Dragon's Lair, Houston North. Right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. The Dragon's Lair has got a full range of comics and games as well as comics, graphic novels, manga, and one of Houston's largest selections of board, card, and miniature gaming. That's Dragon's Lair right there at 249 in Luetta Road. Come hang out. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out here all across the AM dial. We are in the Woodlands, Houston, Gallison, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma City. Just living the dream. Um, as always, make sure to check out the podcast on Spotify. Go, please give us a review, uh, a rating of your choice. Five stars meaning the best, one star meaning you thought this was Joe Rogan. Um, you want to make sure to remind everybody to go ahead and check out the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More's Roku page. It is available to you everywhere you do your streaming services and things of that nature. They've got all kinds of unboxings and things happening there. Roku, the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. Make sure to check it out. Also, one of our sponsors, Dragon's Lair. Um, they're moving to a new location, February 26th, and they want you to have that date tattooed into the palm of your hand. February 26th, they are moving into a larger, even more awesome storefront. That's pretty sweet, pretty sweet. They're excited about that, we're excited for them, I think we might try and get out there and hang out with them that weekend. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, so... Briefly, we're going to talk about this because we only have a little bit of time. Amazon last weekend released Jack Reacher. They dumped the whole first season out for viewing pleasure. Um, the guy they cast, uh, I, t- I keep forgetting what he's from. Um, That's useful information, Corey. He's from Teen Titans. He's Hulk. This is how I do it. I have this weird moment where I can't remember. And then I'm like, no, really, he's a giant human being. And I'm like, oh, right, he's Hulk from Teen Titans. That's right. Uh, and so he is Jack Reacher. 
everyone's been really excited because the one thing the author hated was the one thing that the author hated about Tom Cruise being cast as Jack Reacher in the movies was that Tom Cruise is nothing like the character who regularly in the books is described as huge. So it's uh, really important that he's not five six. Well, one of them it's it, he's described as a greyhound on steroids. Another time, bas- uh, biceps the size of basketballs. Like they just talk about him as just being this massive, massive bison of a person. Um, and then they're like, "I know the perfect guy." Right? Is Tom there a smaller Cruise. action hero than Tom Cruise? No, cast him. Um. What's what's Tom Cruise like? Five five? Uh, I, don't, I don't. If someone told me today that he was four foot seven, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be He's just, completely in the realm of I don't believe you. All right, I'm googling it. How tall is he? And then you probably have to minus like three inches. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> they're like, oh yes, I completely understood. Yeah. Um. Because I they... was. I, oh no, that's 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 Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom oh, he's even Tom Holland is taller. He is five foot seven. I was joking, but I, I was actually right. Tom Holland is five seven. No, Tom Holland is five eight. Tom Cruise is five seven. Ooh, Tom Cruise is probably five four then. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, all they talk about is how small he is. Um, he's, a, he's particularly short. They does, means he can do all, all his own stunts. He does do all of his own stunts, and he's all he is insanely in shape. Um, only only short people do all their own stunts. But they talked about how, like in the '80s, when they kept casting them with all these beautiful tall women, like in Top Gun and uh, Risky Business and all that, they were constantly having them stand on apple boxes for all so, the scenes where they're like making eye contact and stuff like that. So because he's like four four eleven, <laughs> maybe allegedly. Please don't sue us, Scientology. Uh. <laughs> So they were they were thrilled to get a Jack Reacher sized actor to play Jack Reacher, um, an appropriately sized actor. Anyway, the weekend went so well for them that I guess late last night, late Monday, Amazon went ahead and announced a second season. There you go. That's like you need it. It's like Invincible, where they're like, "Yeah, we were already doing the second season. We didn't need you to do it." Thanks anyway. Yeah, Invincible announced the second season before they dropped the first season. That's impressive. Um. Critical Role's Vox Machina uh, was picked up for two seasons because the first season was fully funded by the crowd. Yeah, that one seems a little bit like cheating. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they found a way to kind of make everybody happy. They honor their obligations. I haven't seen any complaints anywhere. Oh, no. It's been great so far. Again, like I exactly like I said what happened is like that I'm not going to be able to watch Critical Role like the live stream, but I'm definitely going to absolutely love the show. And lo and behold, exactly what's happening. Yeah. And I, and I, uh, I mean, I'm still so far behind. I'm like two, I'm a, I'm in season one of the Spotify podcast of legends of Vox Machina, um, which is, I think like two years into their personal home game. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, I do want to touch on this and then we'll jump out. I mentioned there's another, there's a character that's in these early episodes that isn't in the cartoon and apparently is, is gone later. And I looked him up and he kind of, they mutually agreed to part ways and he doesn't participate in anything critical role at all. Um, 
How would you feel if two years after, like you've literally been in the home game this whole time, and two years later, your thing blows up? Be, uh, four years later, your thing's literally an animated show on Amazon, and you're featured in all these publications, and you left four years too early. I guess that's a conversation before we come back. <laughs> we'll be right back with Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you guys know about Dragon's Lair's gaming schedule. Every Monday, they've got Magic the Gathering Commander going on. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I get down on. Uh, Warhammer on Fridays, as well as Friday Night Magic. Every Friday, as well as monthly tournaments. Dragon's Lair's where nerds go to get their game on. Right there, Luetta and 249. 211-51 State Highway, 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. With Nerd Thug Radio, I did mention a question to Nico before we went to break. Uh, I'll reframe it here. In Critical Role, on the early season, the first season that's on uh, on Spotify, there's an additional character who, I guess in the next several episodes, something will happen. He's going to leave the show. Uh, From I'm still listening through. I'm on episode like 10 or so. Um three four years after those podcasts are released there's an animated show on amazon five years after maybe and he's not part of anything he's not talked about he's not mentioned anywhere he doesn't participate in the fandom he doesn't participate in the in the series at all how would you feel if you left the band a couple years too early well i mean like i'm sure exactly like everyone who leaves the band a couple years before they hit it big right like i'm sure there's a little bit of air regretment and like regret man that's not a word it should be uh, <laughs> it should be i knew exactly what it meant like it was a good one like where you're just like dang like look at what you could have had but like i don't know like maybe like the chemistry was better and you know yeah, there's I something feel- that like when you strike when you strike that perfect balance of like everyone's here everyone wants the same thing and like you can't get mad at them if it's like, oh no, they were better off without me. You're like it sucks, but like, like you just gotta like put yourself together and like, all right, like maybe I was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you, you know. Clearly, the rest of them were able to work it out and keep and stay together and make this happen. So, I mean, on some level, obviously, he is the problem, but. I mean, that's not necessarily the truth either. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like, it might, like, it might be one way or another. Some people will be like, oh, but I really like that guy. It's like, oh, but, you know, he left on his own devices. It's not like they were, like, it's not like it was left, like, oh, you know, bad blood, like, oh, we kicked him out of the group because we didn't like him. Well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard the... the, So, uh, allegedly, he's going to have a couple blow-ups with the DM over the next few episodes. And the producers apparently felt like maybe that's not the best look for what's supposed to be a lighthearted comedy show about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, And look, like, if that's the case, then, like, I don't know, be more professional. Maintain your cool. Be chill. Like, maybe it's easy for me to say because it's, like, that's not something I deal with and or struggle with, so it's, like, well, it's easy for you to say. Yeah, you don't really. I've never. I don't really see you lose your cool at all. I don't lose my cool that often either. Uh, but like, it's just you know, it's the kind of people we are. But yeah, 
that's a fair point. I mean, but also, you have to. But you also have to maintain that like professionalism, right? Like you're working. You're not even working with someone. Like even if you're just trying to be like, you know, I'm having a good time with my friends. Like you don't want to like get into a screaming match or like a ruling dispute. Right. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I, I don't know how bad these are. I haven't heard or seen it yet. But I am curious. But um. But even yeah, like I, I've seen it. I've seen it in like other groups before. And it's tough, like, when someone's being a real spoil sport about it, it's not fun anymore. It stops being fun very quickly. Well, uh, yeah, no, I, I believe that. I do believe that. Um, hey, I'm impressed that we haven't had any issues. I kind of, you know, I know I'm not 100%. Uh, I, think I'm, I think I've ruled some things wrong. Uh, but we kind of just take it and we move on. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like... You gotta feel like an idiot if you get yourself kicked off of something that winds up being that successful. Yeah, because it's all like, hate to be like bear bad news, but it's like, well, that's tough, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? You guys are voice actors trying to make it, and then this is an opportunity for you guys to really get into this thing that you own and create and control, and get to voice your character, and they're all listed executive producers, and you're not on it because you blew it. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're, and the re- the only reason you're not there is because you got real mad because someone did something stupid one time, right? Because of a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a good feeling. All right, guys, that's uh, that's an odd note to wrap the episode on, but it is true. Like, hey, man, keep your cool, keep an eye on the perspective, keep your eye on the ball, remember what you're doing stuff for. If it's just for fun, then just have fun. And if you're taking it this serious, then maybe it's not the right fit for you. But don't get yourself kicked out of the next big thing. Right. And also, you know, if something actually bothers you, make your, you know, bring it up first. Don't just, you know, make it everyone's problem. Right. Find a way to actually bring it up in a way that can solve it. People get paid for conflict resolution. Remember. Oh, that's a good way to put that. Uh, All right, guys. I want to thank everybody for listening, for hanging out with us. Everyone have a great weekend. Uh, I hope everyone wins all of their prop bets on how long the national anthem will be, what coin toss comes up, which who scores the first touchdown, who kicks the longest field goal, and all things in between. Um, it is a better's nightmare paradise savanna of riches, desert of pores. Uh, it's a big weekend for everybody. Uh, everyone have fun, enjoy themselves, and uh, come back alive and not so angry that you get kicked off of the next critical role, whatever it may be. Uh, this is Corey DLG with me as always, Little Brother Nico. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>